Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, delightful. Today is Tuesday, uh, October 18th. Beautiful day here in Santa Fe. If you're on video, you can see I am back out in the Grape Arbor and the sun is out. The sky is blue, blue, blue. The leaves are golden or russet. All of the colors coming out. I took a photo this morning of um, Sandia and the Ortiz Mountains gleaming against a blue sky above a sea of fog. That was gorgeous. I'll put it on the show if you ever look at those photos. Um, yeah. So updates, updates, updates. I've gotten the fucking YouTube thing to work. Woo, woo, woo. So, uh, I talked about it yesterday, but to recap, I wanted to, now that I've gone wide with the three bonds of magic books, shadow wizard is available on audio. I'm waiting for audible to approve it. It can take them like two weeks. So it's been tick tock, tick tock. Uh, but it's coming and it'll be exclusive on audible for three months. And then I'll take that wide. The other three bonds of magic books are wide. They're up at a bunch of different places now, um, including scribd for those of you asking. And I wanted to put them on YouTube because, uh, a lot of people are having great success with putting their audiobooks on YouTube. And the crux was figuring out how to do it because when you have an audiobook produced, they give it to you chapter by chapter and you don't want to upload it to YouTube that way. You want to do it as one big thing. So I talked about it yesterday, but I got the film editing software link is in the show notes. Uh, basically add chapter by chapter to make the soundtrack and then put the covers, the video, cause I mean, people can sit there and stare at the screen, but they're not going to, they're going to be listening as they do other things and, um, got it uploaded. So steps that take a very long time. The assembly itself doesn't take all that long. Uh, but exporting the video to an MP4 takes two, two and a half hours. I just set it while I go do other things. Uh, then because I sync mine with Dropbox, it takes like another good couple of hours for it to upload to Dropbox. I mean, it's exported, but for the sync with Dropbox to finish took that long. And I mean, I theoretically have fairly high speed internet. Maybe, maybe your mileage will vary, but that's where I'm stuck. Then upload to YouTube takes another couple of hours and then this is good, but, uh, then they do a copyright check. So I have everything in there. I recommend getting it all completely, um, loaded up with, you know, your metrics, your links, your tags, all of those things. And then, uh, go ahead and, you know, and hit publish. If you've never uploaded to YouTube, it is fairly intuitive. They walk you through the pages hit publish and it'll say running the copyright checks. And for me, it seemed like that took about 12 hours. So you just wait, but now 
Dark Wizard and Bright Familiar are both live. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited that I got that done something off my list. And let's see. So yesterday I talked a whole lot about um, business and quitting things that don't work for you. So I won't talk about that more. Uh, Other update for those of you waiting for the podcast with Grace Draven where we talk about business and what it takes to do the business of writing. Uh, She's had a few things going on and so she has not been able to to meet with me yet. So we'll reschedule. We'll do it at some point. Things have been um, difficult for her lately. If you're listening Grace darling you know we all love you. So um, other things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah I think I've said my piece on the whole Becca Syme thing. There was something tickling my face today. Sorry I'm like keep wiping my face. <clears throat> so another interesting thing that I noted was and I'll put the link in the show notes Sarah Gailey um, wonderful writer lovely human being posted a blog about writing and uh, I think Sarah is they them let me double check yeah Sarah's they them uh, so they did a writing marathon uh, had a crushing deadline wanted to see what they could do um, to try to execute the deadline and they did a really great post on on the results of this and and lessons learned and I for me one of the most interesting parts of the of the lessons learned and I think the whole thing's worth reading so I'll link to it go read it I'll wait (laughs) you can read it later. you know that I am very much of the write every day incremental progress sustainable productivity. I'm trying to think of any of other of my catchphrases because I'm not terribly organized about that but that is very much how I figured out how to to learn to write and you know for those who have not been listening to the podcast for a long time that came about when I moved from short fiction to writing novels that I had to figure out a way especially for my write for discovery intuitive author method I had to find a way that I could hold the whole story in my head for a longer work and the way that many many writers do this is by outline. However as I have said many times I cannot pre plot to save my life. Uh, I've tried I try to sit down to write the outline nothing comes I just simply do not know what the story is until I'm writing it I'm in the process of writing and I'm I'm at peace with this I my mantra figure out what your process is and own it right. So I mean I own it that's how I have to do things uh, when I wrote short works it was fairly easy to have that whole thing in my head I would usually mull on it 
this has been true of me my whole life. I did uh, my senior honors thesis in college was about this process. I didn't know that's what I was talking about then, but I can't remember what I called myself, but I called myself something like a, um, like a molar or a thinker or an assembler of ideas, which it turns out is one of my Clifton strengths that I mentioned yesterday, isn't it? That's funny. That's like that input thing. I love to gather all of the little pieces and stew it around in my brain. And when I was writing essays, when I was writing those, you know, initial creative nonfiction pieces, I would mull over some idea for a long time. Back then I didn't really track how long it took me to do stuff. And, and, and it's occurring to me now that maybe that was a good thing and I should consider not tracking so much, but I'm not going to go there right now. But it was very organic for me. And I, a lot of my early essays, my first book, my essay collection, Wyoming trucks, true love and the weather channel. Well, I, I have to tell you something incidentally, my mom texted me the other day. Uh, I think it was Sunday. They had a, a low key Sunday and she said she'd spent the entire day rereading that book. And I think the first time since it came out in 2004, um, maybe she'd never read the whole thing to begin with and we didn't talk about that and she'd read then she read the dust jacket and was asking me a couple questions about things in my bio but then she came back around and told me that I am an excellent writer which I know you're listening to this mom but that meant a lot I'm not sure you ever told me that I'm an excellent writer uh certainly not then um but there were lots of things going on in our lives at that time so anyway this essay collection, which I always wish had been more successful than it was. Although as far as essay collections go, it probably did as well as one could hope, not as one could hope as one could expect. Maybe that's where I get my early, uh, disillusionment with that. I'm not going to be getting a multi-city book tour and the penthouse apartment, uh, hotel room, I guess. I mean, um, because I did have some fantasies about not that big of fantasies about that book, but I thought that it would be bigger than it was. Yeah, and you find out it's not, you move on and keep doing other things, right? Persistence and reinvention. Anyway, uh, a lot of the essays in that book have driving elements to them. And it's, it's really salient when you look at them and not just because I say Wyoming trucks, uh, although that's a factor, but I lived in Wyoming. I lived in a small town that was basically at least an hour from anything. And we spent a lot of time on the road and I spent a lot of time driving and mulling ideas. And so I think that's why that driving rhythm is in so many of those essays, but basically I would mull and mull the idea. Um, and it's, it's not pre-plotting because I wouldn't know exactly how I was going to say everything, but it's kind of like, I don't know, simmering on the stove, just sort of letting it simmer on there and build up what it's going to be. The, yeah, I sorry. I don't have good metaphors for this, but then I would sit down and I would have this 
lustrous globe of an idea and I would let the words pour it onto the page. And and that is essentially still how I work except that with novels I can't pour it all onto the page in one sitting. So I learned to work incrementally uh, and I've talked about it a whole lot on here so I won't go all the way back into all of my various thoughts on sustainable creativity sustainable productivity but I've spent many many years I've got like a decade's worth of data now on how many words I can sustainably produce a day and what I can go for. Um, I am back to shooting for 3000 words a day and being happy if I get somewhere in that neighborhood but shooting for the 3000 seems to be working for me uh, five days a week breaks in between hour long sprints with breaks between that's what works for me. So um but <laughs> and 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 I wait let me say one more thing um I do think that writing every day was the making of me as an author because it built that writing habit and if you've been listening for a long time you know that I'm big on building good habits and that it takes a while to establish the habit but that once you build a habit then that habit will carry you through. Uh, it makes it it eases the way it it puts you into the mode whether you feel like it or not. Uh, and I do stand by this I do think that this is a I don't I don't know I was going to put a number on it for for most people if you are healthy mentally and physically then I really do stand by this method. I don't think it works for everybody though and Sarah Gailey's findings were very interesting to me because they said that they're working incrementally only works if you can count on your body and mind being there for you when you are ready to work and this is not something that I that I grok that I viscerally understand because I I'm blessed with good health. I am blessed with good chemistry mentally and so I for me the writing habit the writing every day works very well because it creates the framework for me to then pour all of my gooey intuitiveness into and I think that I still think that it works within a certain framework of psychology but there are there certainly are days when I I show up and I go to my desk you know and get on my treadmill and I start writing and very little comes out. So so I would be interested to talk with Sarah more about that or to experiment more because I wonder if they were able to build a writing habit and then you do also have to have that letting yourself off the hook. It's this balance right holding your feet to the fire versus letting yourself off the hook. 
but I, I really do understand Sarah's point that the chipping away method may not work for them. Whereas this taking a full day of, I think they spent like 10 hours writing and got 8,000 words, something like that. Uh, and it was really great for meeting this deadline and then planning on the following day for full recovery of doing very little, doing nothing. You know, I could see it and, and it comes back around to that exact same thing, right? Find out what your process is and own it, do that thing. Uh, which then circles back to what Becca sign was saying, uh, about quitting the things that don't work for you. So if you've been listening to me for a long time and you've been trying to build a habit of writing every day and it has not worked for you, then you have my blessing to stop. Please stop. Um, (laughs) I'm going to harp on the newsletter thing. If you hate doing newsletters, don't do newsletters and ignore those people who trot out those same phrases of it's the only social media property you're on. Um, if I don't hear that phrase again, as long as I live, I'll be happy. (laughs) Um, do the things that work for you. I was saying to David yesterday that I don't, I don't feel old, (laughs) but I am starting to notice the weight of years, uh, in certain ways that, and David was saying to me at this point in time, I have so much publishing experience behind me and it, and it's true. Um, I am at 30 years now, like 30 years since my first pro sale. And I've seen a lot of changes in that time. And I feel very cane shaky when I say this, you know, all you kids get off my lawn, (laughs) but it's interesting when you have seen three decades go by and all of the changes, including which to me, I, I feel like I shouldn't admit this, but who are we kidding? Including the invention of the internet. Uh, and then all of the things that have happened since then. So that when people say things like, Oh, you know, newsletter is the only enduring thing. And it's the only social media property you own. And, and I remember when people sent out paper newsletters because we did not have email. I, you know, right now, TikTok is all the rage and everyone's like, oh, you've got to have a TikTok presence. You know, that TikTok is the way to sell books. And it's like TikTok was introduced in 2016. It's six years old. You know, it's these things, they wax and wane, they come and go. The publishing industry, you know, changes all the time. The thing you should do changes all the time. You know what the one thing you can control is not sneezing. I had to sneeze there, but I paused. So to spare your ears, the one thing you can control is the work. The one thing you can control is the writing. So prioritize that prioritize whatever it takes for you to be creative, to be sustainably productive, to take care of yourself. And be aware that all these other businessy things take away from that creative energy. It's all energy. It's all in you. Uh, one of Sarah's findings was to remind themselves that writing is work and it is work. Um, so the one thing you can control 
I feel like I have to say it over and over again is the writing and that's the thing that should come first. On that note I'm going to go do my writing. I hope you all have a wonderful Tuesday and I will talk to you on Thursday. You all take care. Bye bye.